Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all of your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And uh, we have an interesting movie for our first um, post witch interview episode here. Yeah, this um, is episode 80, actually. I wanted to pick mm-hmm. something special for episode 80, and then I picked yep. this uh, utter dog shit. So uh, <laughs> I apologize to you and our listeners. <laughs> okay, so th- th- this is kind of like the archetypal pro-con movie right because yes. it, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's very bad it's, it's very bad mm-hmm. um there are some there are one or two like i don't want to say good but interesting aspects to it sure. and it is something that the both of us is like we, we it's just like inextricably tied to tied to both of our childhoods oh for sure mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah it's like one two three just line line them up um and and so with that out of the way uh the movie that we're reviewing today is 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 1998's godzilla directed by roland emmerich yeah um Um, instead of watching this movie uh we should all go watch the hanna-barbera uh animated series godzilla with with godzuki (laughs) with godzuki (laughs) no just kidding don't watch that or this these things are both terrible (laughs) i think um one of the most significant i went through a period of like renting godzilla uh, vhs cassettes with my dad yeah. from blockbuster um just a bunch of random ones like there was no rhyme or reason to it like i didn't go go through them by era but well, it was like, probably just what they order. had right i mean like yeah i don't even remember seeing them at blockbuster i remember hollywood video had a whole godzilla section um but i, I can't tell you if they had all of them or not but they had at least a kaiju section in the small town in New Hampshire where I lived with my dad at the time, they had a Blockbuster and they had um, Hannaford's grocery store. And in the grocery store, they had a, a little section where you could rent movies and yes. video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, I would switch back back and forth between those, like basically which, whichever we happened to go to first. Um, but yeah, my, my Blockbuster had a few. So like I, I was into... Um, oh God, I can't even think of the different like era names, like the Showa, seri- like the Showa era, the Heisei era... Mm-hmm. Um, just these these random ass ones. It's like, like like there's the more well known ones. There's Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, right. Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. But then you have like Godzilla versus Biolante, who's like the the female coated gigantic flower that he oh, fights. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Godzilla like versus Gigan, who's pretty badass design oh yeah guy again is the one that has like kind of like a visor eye and then has like the hook hands kind of looks like a has a bird beak yep and a yeah, buzz yeah. saw in the middle of his that's chest that's right the buzz saw <laughs> chest yeah, yeah. So no i mean there's some wild designs even for yeah. like the shittier films that really no one talks about um they the, the kaiju designs are pretty cool across the board there were a couple of junior novelizations that i had to one in particular um uh, just, labor giant for your bingo card next time <laughs> junior novelization put that yes, one that, on there <laughs> i was into that really into that and um and you and i have a have a very uh not very recent but fairly recent experience with the godzilla series um oh my if, god if you remember that. holy shit yes <laughs> took you a second. oh my <laughs> god i forgot about that entirely i tried to wipe that from my memory Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, we saw the most recent Godzilla, Godzilla King of Monsters, last year, right? Yeah, last year in yeah, theaters. Yeah, it was out last year. Around, yeah. around my birthday. These films always come out around my birthday. Like, 1998 Godzilla came out like right before yeah. my birthday. Um, yeah. This one came out right before my birthday. We saw it at an Alamo Draft House, 
and um this we particular Alma Draft House has like the worst sound. Like it's just so fucking loud. Um and they never they never like do anything about it. Every time you, I ask them, they're like, you know, and I get it. I've worked in movie theaters. Like most people they just ignore you when you ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> But like this movie sucked. I don't care what anybody says. The see the the tricky thing with like Godzilla is like you hear Godzilla or you hear like the term kaiju. Um, which is giant monsters, giant giant Japanese uh, creatures, usually from the ocean or from outer space that come to destroy a city. Um, and people kind of automatically sequester that genre away as like automatically cheese, automatically so bad it's good, automatically just like dumb shit for little kids. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people expected out of this latest one. And the fact that it was basically just a surface level trash, it, it kind of like, vaguely fuzzily aligned with their expectation i i I think that's explains its relative popularity um among the nerd set and i think that's what also explains the relative popularity of pacific rim which i also hate yeah no also yeah also terrible film i yeah i guess it makes sense i mean i you know like movie bob just gonna put it out there folks i knew it it you did it before me you did it before me i had to do it to him um movie bob maybe i'll beep that out because i don't want to hear his name too often on my podcast but uh our podcast but he he loved that movie it was his favorite movie of 2019 like he made a video where he played with action figures for the majority of a 15 minute video um like he he just smashed his toys yeah he's smashing plastic together having a fucking ball and like listen there's nothing wrong with that, honestly. But no, the fact no, that it's not. movie Bob doing it, there's a problem there. Um, yes. This man, like, I mean, people go to him and they say, he has good taste. Let's listen to him and watch these videos. No, that's your first no. mistake, folks. No. <laughs> um, and, like, I'm okay with liking and enjoying movies that, like, other people enjoying movies I consider bad. Like, I'm... That, that, I know how fucking pretentious and awful that sounded. Like I'm okay with people with the lessons <laughs> enjoying the movies, but, but seriously, like I'm I'm not gonna hold it against you. Like I I will. The unwashed masses up. can like bad yeah, movies. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'll shit post on Twitter about it. I'll I'll get into a discussion with you about it if you want to. But like, what really bothers me is <clears throat> with the movie bop approach when it's like, not only do I like this movie. But this movie is very good, and people who don't like it are tryhards, and they're 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 pretentious snobs just because they don't like it, and and like that's that's bullshit. And I saw a lot of that discourse around Pacific Rim as well. Mm. And I think the problem with both of those films and and the other Godzilla, the I don't remember who the director of that Gareth Edwards that was Gar- Gareth Edwards, the yeah. the rogue. Uh, yeah the rogue, rogue one, one guy yeah and he did that film monsters which uh independent film that got him i mean that got him these other movies basically yeah um shoestring budget type film but um yeah i don't really like that one either i think they're just they are those films are pretentious those three films we just yes. named are pretentious De- definite like classic definition of the term pretentious right they're kind of like you know there's all that discourse about like elevated horror these are like elevated kaiju and like once you put yes, that word elevated that, in front, it's like yes. fuck that. It's just like give me just fun stuff. Like none of it was fun. Yep. Like okay, I'll give you the Godzilla versus the Mutos or whatever they're called in the Gareth Edward ones. Like those are pretty good fights. 
they yep. but they were, you could understand what was happening. They were pretty simple and like you really they, felt the power looked, of them. And they looked so much better than anything in King of the Monsters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just like the framing of like the environment around Godzilla. Yeah. There, there's that mm-hmm. shot from the trailer when Aaron Taylor Johnson, the kick-ass guy, he does the sky. <laughs> he, he does the skydiving, and it's like descending into hell. Yeah, it's like the city on mm-hmm. fire. Like that looked good. And and like say what you want about Gareth Edwards, he's kind of a dipshit, but like he he works with his cinematographers and like his VH, VH, VFX artists pretty well. Yeah. I think. I think so. Um, in a in a way that the fucking trick or treat guy for for King of the Monsters does not. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, stay with Trick or Treat. Like, just stay with that kind of horror film. Yeah. It's like he's clearly good at that. I had I didn't see Krampus, but like people like it. Um, Krampus is Krampus is fun. It's it it has the same problem of like. Well, actually, I, I didn't see Trick or Treat, but like it from from my impression of Trick or Treat, like it it seems like it's a gimmick that's like over overly like drawn out a little too yeah. much, and and that that was the problem with Krampus, I think. Yeah. So Trick or Treat, like. I remember liking at least one of the stories and then all the what other ones kind of sucked. What is this dipshit's name? <laughs> I don't even know. It's really, it's the a really Krampus. normal name. It's not like a, you know, it's not a Martin Scorsese folks. <laughs> some Michael white, Doherty, some white person name. Yeah. Michael Doherty. <laughs> Michael Doherty. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Krampus is fine. It's just like, it, it should have been a part of a horror compilation. I think, um, and that's yeah. It's only ninety eight minutes too. It, it's really could have been cut down. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So th- if, suffice it to say, um, American Godzilla films just suck. Uh, I wish it was otherwise, but they just yeah. all are terrible. <laughs> and um, I I will go to bat quickly for the original Godzilla. Uh, we actually saw that in we did uh, Coolidge Corner Coolidge Corner Theater, Theater. in Boston. Yeah, and um, it's that holds up really well. It's it's I mean it, like it deserves its place in in the canon, if you will, if if you're into that kind of thing. And also, uh, Shin Godzilla um, yeah. is a fucking banger. It's um that that's the good recent Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean those are the films that book out in the series right now. Yep. You know, I mean yep. besides there's like that those Godzilla movie animated Netflix things. I I know nothing about those and I don't oh, care. Oh, the anime where I, I've heard people don't like them. That That's the best I can tell. Yeah. That's the most comprehensive I can get. And actually, uh, Shin Godzilla came out in 2016. So it came out before, before. King of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So but it's, it's good. Uh, Hide- yeah. Hideaki Anno, Evangelion, cred. But let's just consider those as bookending the series because the yes, American yeah. stuff doesn't really count. So it's not... Exactly. It, it's, it, King of the Monsters is not allowed to count in the canon. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But of course, like, fuck canon. Canon doesn't matter. The original um, Godzilla King of the Monsters film is, is just really fun. Like, it's the first one where you get a lot of these monsters together. Um, no, you're thinking of Destroy All Monsters. Ah, that's what I'm thinking of. Destroy, yes, Destroy All Monsters. And that yeah, one's yeah. fun. Like, it's just mm-hmm. throw them together. Fun fact, uh, the Godzilla from the Emmerich version, he appears in Destroy All Monsters, and he's taken out, like, instantly. Like, a building falls on him, and he, he dies, like, right away. Oh, okay, yeah, but that's that's the one in the 2000s. There is one, I think, called Godzilla King of the Monsters when they're still in suits. Okay, okay. Um, um, I don't remember yeah, there, which, like, uh, which era so it is. of these things. But um, it's... Um, Who's your... Who, Who's who's your favorite kaiju like from the Godzilla? If you had to pick one, 
Um, I always... Like n- non-Godzilla yeah, kaiju. Yeah, yeah, Oh, what's the one who's the Ankylosaurus-looking guy? Uh, Anguirus. Anguirus, yeah. I was a big he's fan cool. of Anguirus. He's, he's like Godzilla's best friend. Yeah, and in, in the movie that I'm thinking of, which I, ca- I cannot remember the name of, I, it's not Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's It has some other title, but it's it's one of the 60s or 70s Godzillas. I think he, like, sure. throws Anguirus at, like, King Ghidorah yeah. or something like that, or, or Mothra drops. No, um, uh, shit, I'm Rodan. just blank. Yeah, Rodan drops Anguirus on King Ghidorah. That's I really think. cool. That's what Hell happens. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a fun one. I mean, I don't think Mothra doesn't even change that one. Mothra's like a pupa the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, she there, there's a couple of movies where she's just the caterpillar stage. Yeah. Which is funny. Um Rodan, I always like Rodan. I thought he was cool. Um as as far as villains go, like King Ghidorah is obviously really cool, but I mean, the idea of like Mecha Godzilla oh, I, I it's just neat. It's like classic giant robot versus giant monster. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Um I went to a pay to get out horror movie marathon. Uh, where I'm from on Long Island, this uh, small independent theater would do it around Halloween every year. And one of the films, f- four of the films, they would tell you up front. And then the last film, um, it would be a surprise. And the second film of the night was King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had seen it as a kid, but uh, it was fun. It was a fun film. As a kid, I was bored by it. Like, I don't know. I just I actually wasn't really into these films as a kid. Like, I watched them right. because right. I just love the idea of Godzilla, but then they all bored me to death. That is a very good, like, description of what I felt, too. Because, like, I would watch them, but, like, <laughs> I, I would perk up during the fights. Yes. I'd be playing with my toys, yeah. like, in the middle. No, exactly. It's like, all right, I'm going to do the thing I want to see on screen with my toys until I see it on screen. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay, cool. I can watch, you know, the guys in suits fight. And I guess um, that kind of encapsulates one of the biggest problems with this movie, the 98 film, because um, yeah, like, it's always hard to have human characters in a kaiju movie, but it's not impossible. Um, again, Godzilla 1954 and Shin Godzilla do it very well, yeah. um, I think. But especially in this one, like you, you have Matthew Broderick running around. You have like... Awful. <laughs> it's like Awesome. you have this mini simpsons reunion that we can get into yes. you have like <laughs> it, it's just bad and uh i guess i guess i can just uh list out the cast the prominent cast here uh we have the aforementioned matthew broderick uh we have jean reno we have maria patillo hank azaria kevin dunn michael lerner harry shearer arabella field vicky lewis laurie goldman and doug savant um interesting cast like lots of like oh hey it's that person yeah a lot of character people. actors i mean you got kevin dunn you got michael lerner you got harry Shear, um even hank azaria i would consider him more of a character actor than i mean he's not like i don't think he's ever been a main you know star of a film yeah i don't think so either um if he has it was like a very super low budget indie film from the 90s uh <laughs> yeah but yeah. and then maria patillo like I, she, she plays Matthew Broderick's character's love interest, like college sweetheart, and like mm. I, I had never seen this actress before. I've never seen her again. Um, it's it's really as if they wanted to cast Sarah Jessica Parker, but like she was busy at the time. Yes, yes. Um, was she married to Matthew Broderick at this point? Um, 
I mean, who cares? Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I think they. But yeah, no. They were married somewhere in the nineties, so let's say yes. Yeah, she has. She has not done much. I'm not looking much. at her career. After this, she does some TV, but I mean, she's not in a lot of films after this. This movie. Um, she was in Natural Born Killers as a small role, I imagine. Probably. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Very. So very strange. weird. But yeah, I mean. Th- this movie was infamous when it came out for like people call it like sex in the city with Godzilla in it or something like that. Yeah. I, I remember that like that stuck in my head. Um, yeah. And not good. Uh, the budget was between 130 million and 150 million. That's what the um, says. Yeah, sure. Whatever. And then the box office was 379 million. So certainly a success. Um, yeah, but although only sort actually, of a success. Because yeah. uh, it was Holly, the Hollywood Reporter had said that for it to be considered a, a success, it had needed to make two forty million domestically, and it only made one hundred thirty six million domestically. So, okay. um, but then but, the weird stuff is, but the four hundred million it made North American merchandise sales. So it's like. Is it a success? Is it not a success? I mean, it made a shit ton of money for TriStar. Like, no matter what, it made a shit ton of money. Yeah, and I think that's the bottom line with something of, of this caliber, for for sure. Um, some of that money was mine, because I had a little Godzilla yeah. toy. From- I had numerous Godzilla toys. I was looking at uh, a website that we had used previously for the Tarzan episode to find toys yes. from that Tarzan TV series. And... Um, yes. Yeah, I had um, one of those pretty tall Godzillas, um, maybe like a two-foot-tall Godzilla, and it, its tail had articulation, its arms had articulation. It it might it its back might have lit up, and then it like roared, and its its mouth opened. Mm-hmm. And then I had some of the babies, the baby Godzillas, and then I think yeah, I might I had... have had one or two of the people as well. I had John Reno's character. Yes, I think <laughs> I had his yeah. as well. Philippe Roche, Roche. Yes. Philippe Roche, the clearly just cribbing off his professional, uh, his his vibe from the professional. Like that, that's oh, what they're yeah. going for. Oh, definitely. Um, imagine imagine having a Matthew Broderick Godzilla action figure. I'm trying to think if I did. I'm not sure if I had that one. I'm looking at them right mm. now. Um, they made. Him. Yeah, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Oof. I had. Oof. Yeah, I had Nick. That's, it's you. That's shameful. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into yeah. it. we'll get into we'll get it. We we have a lot of childhood anecdotes from for this episode lined up, folks. Uh, he came with <laughs> a grappling hook. Um, they all came with like different, um, just you know, weapons and things. Like animal, the cameraman came with a grenade launcher for some reason. <laughs> so, well, well, he's a he's a paisan. Of he's course, a paisan. He hey, <laughs> gotta get strapped t- at all times. Jean Reno's character had a had a net launcher, I believe. Uh, yep, he did. Yep. Hell yeah, hell yeah. He did have a net launcher. That's cool. Um, um you could get uh, Jean Luc, one of the other uh, French people, and <laughs> he just came with a street stockade. I just think of like, okay, so so when I think of like these kinds of of toys, like action figures for a shit tier, big budget like Hollywood summer blockbuster of action figures that are based off of not main characters from these movies. Yeah. So like 
con- conceiving of doing that, coming up with a budget to like design, market, and sell these like Jean Luc action figures. Jean Luc. And then like the the toy designer being like, oh, I should like give him a little mold of like a handkerchief in his back pocket or something, <laughs> give him some personality. <laughs> and then like they make the shit. And then like the copywriter being like, what do I write on this packaging? What will appeal to like some dipshit eight year old who who's badgering his parents to to buy him one more thing at, uh, when they go to Walmart? Well, let me see if I can get to the back actually and see if there's any copy I can read to us. Uh, yes, we, we we have to. I'm 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 honestly fucking fascinated by this. Just the oh, it's too blurry. The photo. Fuck. Uh, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Whatever. It's 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 more. T- it's it's the J.J. Abrams mystery box. It's more yes. tantalizing if we can ever have it. Come on, oh one of God. these at uh, least. No, I can't read any of these. Fuck. Yeah, what, fuck it, whatever. It, it's it's better in my mind. But uh, the, go, the, go Google them, folks. The Mind Palace yeah. I just constructed for myself. A, a Mind Palace um, version of this film is better than this film. Um, and that, and that that's something, when I was watching this movie, I kind of like, it, it was a little revelation I had. Like, so many shitty movies from the 90s that had uh, merchandise ties in. Um, my fabricated memories of these movies are way more elaborate and intense than the movies actually are. Yeah. Because like I would obsessively read like the copy on action figure packaging and and like throw my mind into the movie and and, like bring that bullshit, whatever that this like underpaid copywriter wrote like and and bring that into my rewatch of the movie when I would rent it from Blockbuster with my dad. Wow. So you were just fated to be, a copywriter this. from from <laughs> birth wow i am not a copywriter anyone that's trying to dox me but yes he um he does other things he does something else <laughs> I, I was fated to be a podcaster i was fated to be like a weirdo forum lurking wiki reading dipshit that's fair um but yeah, I'm thinking of like this movie godzilla i'm thinking of like independence day was another big oh, one. Oh yeah i had a bunch of toys from independence day uh, not too many, yeah, actually. I, I definitely had one of them that came with an alien. I remember having one of the aliens. Did you see the alien in this movie? It was alien? The little was alien action figure? Oh, yeah. oh, no, I don't... Where was it? On top of... Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, just... It, it's so funny how, like... And this is something I think a lot of kids do today with, with stuff like Star Wars or stuff like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, there's so much written about it and there's so much, like, merchandise that's put out and so many, so many like, video game, like little like tidbits and trivia that like the the idea of this huge encompassing story is is far grander than anything that's actually put on screen sure or like or or anything on screen would even suggest so like a lot of kids bring this imagination that's like fueled by the merchandising to the movies right Um, well and of course with with marvel you know there's this whole back catalog of of comics that you know people mm -hmm. draw upon and you know, you could uh, just you could think of better. Uh, you could think of better storylines um, by literally just oh, yeah. reading uh, old back issues yes. as opposed to watching these fucking movies. But uh, <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that that's like a good thing. No, it's just a thing that happened. Or, or, it still happens. Yeah, it, it's just it's a thing that happens, and it's like distinctly postmodern. Um, it's it's like piecemeal supplementing. A, a a process of supplementing like a a distinct work by piecemeal like kind of ad hoc like self mythology in your head. Um, 
I don't know. It, it, and I think especially just... when you know uh, one of your action figures from say Godzilla meets one of your action figures from like Small Soldiers, and then oh, you create your own mythology right there, and then it meets yeah. one of your action figures from Jurassic Park, uh, and then yes. so on and so forth. So we could say that like the the Disney trying to own everything and trying to own all Marvel and, and like owning all Star Wars, it, it's it's trying to like make that canonical it's like oh yeah you're 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 they're trying to like enforce toy story mentality on kids <laughs> it's true it's true but i think kids do it naturally anyway you know I, but I, yeah but, that, but when kids do it it's way more imaginative it's more natural uh and then you know disney puts their yeah, stamp on it and uh totally just eradicates any of that imagination yes and that's my point like that it, it's it's natural and kids are going to do it anyway they're, they're going to have batman meet spider-man because who gives a shit if one's marvel and one's dc but trying to like own it and profit off of it is what disney's doing yeah it'd be interesting if they do make like toy story 10 and it's all these action figures of all these different you know properties Hon- meet each other <laughs> honestly um i mean i i can't confirm this because i never saw toy story 4 but like i'm sure i, I would have heard about it if it was the case I'm surprised there weren't any like Star Wars or or Marvel toys yeah. in Toy Story Four. You know, it is surprising. Like I know there's like some weird like dinosaur action figures or something like these mm. like Dino Men and yeah, it's just it's strange they didn't like put one even of their like, new properties like, in. Even like one of their unbearably cheeky like oh background blinking you miss it here's right. a fodder for a Buzzfeed listicle like kind of yeah. bullshit. Maybe there was one of those, though. I don't know. I didn't really hear a lot of discourse around Toy Story 4, yeah. honestly. I can't even tell you what fucking happens in that movie. I think it's something about Bo Peep and Woody. Like, they're the main thrust of the movie. Yeah, I think Bo Peep becomes, like, a girl boss. Um, yeah, something like that. And then Woody, her and Woody, like, they go off together, and the rest of the toys join a commune that Buzzly. I don't know. Some bullshit. Amazing. Fuck Toy Story. Wow. Fuck Disney. Great. Fuck Disney. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Back to Godzilla. Back to Godzilla, who's not owned by Disney. No, he's not. He's still owned by the Toho company. Toho, yeah, I believe. Yeah. And at, at the point of filming this film, he was still owned by Toho. Um, so it, Well, I know Toho hates this movie. Yeah, Toho hates this movie. Toho um, signed off on this film, however. It had to, of course. Um, yep. It signed off on it because of the design for Godzilla. They had to see the design first. They're like, okay, cool. We'll sign off on this. It went through uh, two different rounds of po- of pre-production. So uh, another European director, Jan de Bont, Speed and Twister, was supposed to direct this. And he had Stan Winston of terminator jurassic park you know the king king of vfx practical effects um he was supposed to do the design for godzilla you can find it it's a very um classic look for godzilla honestly with you know some 90s trappings it's it's nothing crazy it's not the you know like spinosaurus thing we get in this movie um it looks pretty good yeah um I, i i had seen this before but i completely forgot about it up until now but um yeah i think it's fine it, it it is a suitably '90s twist on the classic. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's that is that is not enraging like this one is. Right. Um, and uh, the story was supposed to be different too. It was supposed to be that Godzilla was an Atlantean construct what? to defend Earth from aliens. Yeah. That. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was the idea. And there was an alien monster called the Griffin, which you can also find online. 
that Stan Winston designed, and that was that it was supposed to be a it was going to be a monster, you know, a kaiju fight movie. But obviously, mm-hmm. we don't get that here. Okay, Griffin looks. Um, let me see here. Griffin looks good. It's basically just a dragon. Yeah. It's very Stan um, Winston. Stan Winston had this series of action figures that he did for a while that were kind of like um, byproducts of of movies that were either never made or like secondary or tertiary designs for characters. And he has shit. this like gargoyle series. And it, a lot of the gargoyle ones, if you all mash them together, they kind of look like this Griffin monster thing. This is blowing my mind. I'm this is the toy episode this case it really is yeah <laughs> i had uh i think these, the werewolf stan like... winston creature uh yeah i think i had that one is it called realm of the claw the yeah so oh that's right there were uh, there were like a ton of werewolf ones so he had a whole werewolf line um this is why you're into werewolves yeah. so much well one of the reasons i think i saw the original one of the werewolf major. movie yeah, yeah. uh wolfman movie pretty young and i fell in love with werewolves after that um and then he yeah so he had different lines there was a gargoyle line there was this uh realm of the whatever line um and then there was a stan winston creatures line and films were made of those actually so there was like um kind of like a um a Cthu- not cthulhu but a, a lovecraftian-esque like um mm. serpent sea fish lady um sure there was like a a neanderthal guy um and those are the only ones that like actual movies were made. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that this Griffin design. And if you're looking it up, if if you're playing along at home, <laughs> it's G R Y P H O N. Yes. Um, it's cool. He, I like that it has six limbs. Uh, it's it's my pet peeve about dragons. Uh, the 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 Griffin has legs, or one one pair of legs, one pair of arms, and one pair of wings. So it's like more classically like otherworldly or or magical rather than this bullshit of like oh we need to make smog have two legs and two (laughs) wings and that's it right fucking hate that um but yeah no this would have been cool this would have been a cool fight the the kind of 90s doggy looking godzilla versus griffin um but yeah the the design they went with is is like i don't i don't want to get too down on it because i I was into it as a kid but like it, it has not aged well and, um, it has not aged well, considering the CGI. Uh, and I'll yeah. we can save. Let's save these takes about the design for later. It's okay. My literal one worker of note. We can't shit on the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. Um, so what else do we hate about this movie? Besides, uh, it's poorly written. I mean, all the dialogue's trash. Uh, all the human bits are terrible. Um, I. The second act, I think, is the most forgettable second act I've ever seen in a movie. And the third act is just the Velociraptor scene in Jurassic Park uh, elongated. Like, that's really... And a little bit of, a- a little bit of aliens yes. as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and the politics of this movie. There are, there are almost no politics. It's very much an end-of-history, 90s, no-politics film. But the yep. one bit of politics is really just... It's, it's absurd. I'll put it that yep. way. Um, there, there is... Um, I actually posted this on Twitter last night because I, I posted a little bit while I was watching. Oh it. yeah, I saw. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ma- Matthew Broderick's character—he's a nuclear scientist—and um, you know what? We'll we'll we'll, we'll save this part because we'll save it when we do the, the recap. Basically, we could just say it. Now. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, fuck, fuck it, fuck, fuck this movie, <laughs> fuck a recap. So Matthew Broderick's movie. character. 
he's a nuclear scientist, of course, and that's how he gets drawn into the plot. Because right. Godzilla is a nuclear mm-hmm. atomic monster. Um, and his his ex, I mean, they get back together. Audrey, um, she's like, oh, I can't. When when, it, when they finally meet up, she's like, I can't believe that you're you. We went to all those those marches and protests in college, and and now you're you're part of the man. You're you're like part of the system. And his his, his response is. Yes, we we got attention during those marches and activist rallies that we went to in college, um, but now from the inside, I can affect real Incredible. change. Incredible, which is the most dipshit Gen X yep. like like cynical sellout bullshit. Yeah. Like 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 literally, I it, love it's it. it's great. <laughs> it it the the line that Matthew Broderick reads is like the dipshit like stereotype like thing that you you say to reference that sentiment when it's said in other ways it, it, it's just like yeah. so plainly dumbly stated and he totally believes it in real life too like the actual matthew broderick like probably oh, believes that she yeah i don't really i don't know if he has a twitter presence but i i know he's a rest, resistance lib type i know that Oh yeah, um, absolutely. He, he suck. I fucking hate he's him. Awesome. He's, such a sh- he's a shitty actor. Like I'm just really not into the majority of films that he's in. When I see him on screen, I'm just like, oh, fucking that guy again. God, I, I, I watched um, the Cable Guy with Cooper the other night, and like we were both just like groaning whenever he came on screen. He was just yeah. so. But it's great because he just gets tormented the whole movie. That's the best part yeah, about th- that that's- movie. <laughs> By Jim Carrey. Oh man, that's yeah. Um, it's the only good that hot take. It's the only good Matthew Broderick role because he gets tormented. All right, folks. I <laughs> I don't even like Ferris Bueller that much, but I think the role works for him just because he's such like a suave, like selfish, solipsistic dipshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it it works, but like not in, in the way that the filmmakers intended. Yeah. Um. Who knows? So John Hughes, such a weirdo. I don't know what that man. Oh intended. yeah, that's like. Yeah, yeah. God, we have, there's got to be a John Hughes movie we can do. I guess like there's got to be. We'll figure I it know out. I he did Baby's <laughs> Day Out. Maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do people like Made in Manhattan? He wrote Made in Manhattan. Mm, I think people people dislike that yeah. one. That, that that was his late John Hughes yeah. sucks career mm, right um, before he died. Anyway, Godzilla 1998 Godzilla has a 16% tomato meter score and a 28% audience score. It's too high. I folks. would have. It's too high. <laughs> it is, but th- that's lower than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I like the nostalgia expected... shit, like people would rate it yeah. a little higher. But I think like if you don't if you don't rewatch it and it's just purely nostalgia, you rate it higher. But if you rewatch it, it's just it does not hold up well. Yeah, I can imagine like a lot of people. I, I can imagine like a lot of people, like you know, the the people who like Independence Day, like unironically, right. they'd be like, "Yeah, we should like, well, l- let's watch this. It'll be one of those. It'll be a good kid like movie from when I was a kid, and we'll love this shit." And like, they just fall asleep halfway through. Right. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, the difference between this and Independence Day is that like they actually focused on the human beings, and yep. that was a point, right? Like, it's it's a disaster movie, uh, first and foremost. But it doesn't really matter if you see the aliens. And when you see the aliens, like, yeah, they're cool, but it's the focus is the people. Whereas, as it yeah. should be for a disaster movie like that, for a disaster movie like that, this, it's more of a balancing act. 
and I mean, they just they walked right off the tightrope with this one. I mean, just they yep. didn't they missed the netting. They fell to their death. Like awful. It it feels like they were trying to do Jaws too much. It's like, oh, did you know? Like in Jaws, there's only like four minutes of screen time when when that shark is on screen, and like, and like they were trying to do that too. Like they they took that too literally. That sentiment of like be be judicious with showing your monster. Like don't overshow him. Um, but it's it's really in that like uncomfortable, boring gray middle zone because yeah. we we don't see too little of Godzilla, no. but he he we don't see too much of Godzilla either. No, it's just like very like evenly dispersed and not in a good way. It, it feels like very uniform and flat his his appearances. Yeah, because like I think they must have realized in post production that the CGI looked bad. You know, that's why it's well. That's why it's raining and right. like <laughs> yes. I. I don't think there's a scene in New York City when it's not raining. Yeah, it's always overcast, and then it's mostly night. I mean, the, the film yeah. really takes place over one night. Um, yeah. They they just they, or, they get a, they get rid of Godzilla in one night. That's it. <laughs> or what what feels like one night, which is even worse, because like it's not one night, but it feels like one night. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, it's not one night. I guess because a day elapses in the at, second at act, least, probably at least a day or yeah. two. But like it, it's so vague and it's so like detached from a sense of like time yeah you, you can't really tell right i mean and in the original godzilla like there is a uh, an obvious sense of time and place um and you know the like my problem here too is like it does some of the disaster movie stuff really well in the first 45 minutes and then that's it and then the rest of the disaster movie stuff is atrocious like you never get the sense like in the original Godzilla and in Shin Godzilla, you see there's a lot of like aerial shots, like a lot of eagle eye views of like the de- utter destruction, the hellscape that Godzilla has created. And like that never happens in this movie because like Godzilla's smaller too, like significantly smaller, which I like the idea. But then like he, he destroys alleyways more than he destroys like full buildings. <laughs> yeah, it's. A, a crucial plot function is he hides in the sea. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> he, he is hiding in New York City, and the military can't find him. And they, they even, like, say yep. that. Like, what was it, what is the bullshit TV tropes from, like, lampshade the fact? They, they, they mm. lampshade it. They're like, you lost him. How could you lose the goddamn thing? He's so big. I, I'm I'm sorry, sir. We lost him. Like uh, they just leave it. At yeah. That. No. There's an absurd line of dialogue where they're like, uh, "An island uh, surrounded by water on all four sides. It's a perfect place for this monster. And this is the only place where it could hide in plain sight." And I'm like, "Wait, it can hide in New York in plain sight? What? Like you got me as a kid? I was like, yeah, I've been to New York once or twice. It's big. I get it. Like a monster could probably hide there. But now as an adult, it's not that big, folks. You could hi- you could find a fucking monster if it was in New York." I guess we should run through the plot really quickly. Yeah, just the um, quickest possible. Just <laughs> perfunctory. I, uh, I, I did like the opening sequence, and that always stuck with me as a kid, like the, the shots of the iguanas and like the nuclear testing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of like really, really over, like washed out uh, sepia tones. Um, it looks like old fil- like stock film stock or something. Um, and you see iguanas crawling on top of each other, like Komodo dragons and shit. And then we find out later that this is the fr- this is how the French government doing nuclear testing in the, in the south pacific uh had created godzilla yeah. and that's the the politics that i think is absurd uh yeah. that this version of godzilla is created by the french by french of all the by, fucking by, countries 
by, who who is Jacques Chirac? I think was the president then. <laughs> right. It's like what? The, like wh- which country used nuclear weapons on people? Let's. <laughs> and what's what's wild about this is like this is pre nine eleven by quite a few years. Yep. So like this is either really prophetic or just like completely random because like why pick France when the original that the genesis of Godzilla is that he is a literal walking metaphor for American atomic aggression. And, you know, and it's interesting because I was like, okay, well, obviously an American production house wouldn't want to do that. You know, TriStar wouldn't want to make, you know, America, even like the the secondary villain here. Um, But, you know, Roland Emmerich is a German director. He's from Germany. He has no allegiance to America. I mean, he probably does now. He probably lives in America, whatever. Um, But, like, he co-wrote the script, so, like, they chose France. Like, they chose France and French Polynesia. Like, it's so strange. I could totally see him in his mind being like, if we make it France, it'll, it'll, it won't be as like controversial. Probably. He, he totally strikes me as that kind of, um, and it's like, there are, were probably studio notes on the original script. Cause it's one of those movies. Yeah. It's like story by 12 people and then script yeah. by two assholes, you know? And it's like, th- some of those people were script doctors who the studio said, okay, you got to go in here and you, maybe they made it France because you know, I don't think Americans around. I mean, this movie came out. It's a. It's like a Memorial Day film. I think that's when it came out. So it's like you know they're not gonna have America be the, the secondary bad guy. Um, oh, but okay. France, it's interesting. It's like this film primed us for our hatred of France. Yep. It, it's like, yep. and I mean, it's a city destruction film. It's it's a New York City right, destruction film, right. and like France is the bad guy, like. <laughs> Yeah, like 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 France is like partially responsible because <laughs> yeah. they're like lazy cheese eating surrender monkeys yes. or whatever it is Willie said. Although like um, the French are the coolest people in this movie, they're the only ones who get things done. Like the American military yeah. are fucking idiots in this movie. They're like the it's, secondary fail sons. It it is unintentionally extremely anti-military. It's, yeah, <laughs> I mean like it's not even a leftist read. It's just like the the read of the movie. Like <laughs> yeah, they're just like bumbling bumbling idiots. Um, they take out the Chrysler building. Like they can't lock onto Godzilla, and they just destroy the fucking Chrysler. <laughs> Godzilla ducks from the missiles <laughs> shot at yeah. it, and they he he had to, he had tactically positioned himself in front of the Chrysler building so that when he ducks, the missiles would destroy yeah, the Chrysler he, building. Yeah, he's like he's like Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's he ducked in there's comparison. Daffy. It's the Chrysler building. <laughs> Joe Dante should have uh, made this movie. That yes. is fucking amazing. Absolutely, Joe Dante make a Godzilla movie. I mean, the man has make like the reverence, you know, for the for the, the Godzilla films of yore. You know, like he he has he, he has the understanding. I'm sure he's seen every Godzilla movie. Like it's just obviously like this is around the same time that he makes Small Soldiers, and after that, no one wants to give him a big budget. So you know, yeah, Gremlins three can be Godzilla versus Gremlins. Holy um, shit, that'd be amazing. Yeah, as if okay, so it's you'd have to retcon. <laughs> gremlins 2 so that mm-hmm. the gremlins actually do take over new york and then on top of that godzilla it's a city of gremlins that godzilla comes to destroy yeah yeah but the gremlins win i'm into I mean, it there's just so many of them or you or, or they team up and like destroy humanity uh, yeah that's true just like this movie they talk about godzilla becoming the dominant species godzilla makes its presence known um through a number of like pretty effective and decent uh as as you were saying um 
disaster movie like ratcheting ratcheting up the the uh, tension um sequences there's the initial one where he where he eats um a japanese fish uh fishing boat um and then he he destroys and eats three american fishing boats and just like the they the military finds like giant footprints and like in, like the polynesia or something and like yeah that one's into they, they Tahiti. Tahiti. A, Broderick yeah. is brought from Chernobyl where he's studying earthworms to Tahiti. Yep. And um they pan out and they're like, Oh, well, you're standing in the sample we want you to study and like they pan out and it's the giant footprint. So like a couple cool things, like ratcheting up um that tension of like when are we gonna see Godzilla? When are we gonna see Godzilla? And I remember the marketing from this from this movie was actually really effective because like they had the they had like bus advertisements on the sides of buses and it was like, Oh, his eye oh, is as yep. big as this bus. Mm-hmm. And then they had like a, a billboard. It's like his, his, his feet are as big as this billboard. Yes. Um, I do remember those. And that, that, that stuff was cool. That, that was a very cool and memorable ad campaign. Um, but I mean, it doesn't live up to the hype because when Godzilla finally makes landfall in New York city, why he's going to New York city. I don't think we ever really find no. out. Never. Well, um, they say, there's like a perfunctory line about like how a lot of reptiles travel long distances to reproduce and that's like it another bullshit line of like oh he has everything he needs here food protection he can hide yeah Yeah. again though like it seems a terrible idea like i don't know why godzilla would go to such a highly populated area i'm sure the instincts of a giant reptile it would still like figure out "Eh, this ain't great there's a lot of people here Uh, I guess we should talk about the Matthew Broderick character a little bit because I loved that he was named Nick. I was about to say, yeah. (laughs) This was another, my family and friends were telling me I looked like young Anakin Skywalker in episode one kind of thing. They're like, you're named Nick, just like him. Like, that could be you fighting Godzilla someday. (laughs) Not, not, you could be a nuclear scientist, just you can fight Godzilla one day. (laughs) Yeah, and he... Broderick just sucks, and and they do this recurring bit throughout the movie where no one can pronounce the character's last name. Yes, he's Greek. obviously except for yeah. him, and and except for his love interest. But like, it's it's very it's Tatopoulos, which is like, it's not a it's not super confusing. It's not hard to say. It's not hard to say quickly. Tatopoulos, Tatopoulos, Tatopoulos. Like, I I never got that bit even as a kid. Like I. And even as a kid, like, I could tell that they were trying to make it a bit, but I could also tell, like, that it wasn't landing. Yeah, it doesn't land. They do it about three or four times, only in the first act, which makes sense. It's the only time when he meets characters who have to say his name. Um, but I'm glad they give it up because it's, it's just not funny. Um, it's awful. No one can really – I mean, like, his replies don't have the comedic timing, uh, nor do the actually deliver, the actual deliveries – of the lines yeah. either they're just not, not just it all falls flat and you have you know you have great actors like kevin dunn um who i think is the first person who who botches his name uh it's just i don't know i mean it may it was a paycheck movie for a lot of these people i think so they they got oh, in yeah. they got out although it probably took forever to film this fucking movie i mean there that that is one good thing I'll, uh, that i liked about this movie um there's a lot of like sets like real yeah on, what seem like on location sets mm-hmm. um the tahiti segment um the the ships that get destroyed like they're they're actual tangible sets and yes 
that's such like a film Twitter thing to like complain about, but like it's true. Like the, this movie, the the sequence of discovering the Godzilla footprint on Tahiti is better than the fight in Godzilla King of the Monsters when they fight in the Arctic. Like when when Godzilla fights King Ghidorah one on one, they fight in the Arctic. In, in like in Antarctica or something. Don't they fight like, in Boston? That's the end fight. Oh. The the begin the first fight when when Ghidorah first. All of the main characters see like you can't, I even can't remember, remember it because it sucks. I, I can, like I was all, even trying all, to remember what Rodan does in that movie. I was like, I have no idea. Rodan is like a flunky for King Ghidorah, and then fights Mothra at the end. It, it fuck that movie. We're not we're, we're not know, talking about King of the Monsters. Movie's awful, folks. We're not talking never, about King of the Monsters. We're it. talking about ninety eight. Don't watch any of these movies. <laughs> no, uh, watch Shin Godzilla and yes. and the original Godzilla and Godzilla vs King Kong is pretty fun. There's one point where uh, Godzilla uses his tail just like kangaroos do. He like bounces yeah. and, and he just he, he hits him with his feet. Without going into too much plot detail, because it really isn't much. Like it's really simple. Godzilla becomes Godzilla in uh, French Polynesia. Uh, goes to uh, New York, uh, hides mm. in New York for like a day or so, and then they realize that Godzilla is pregnant. Godzilla lays eggs in Madison Square Garden. Uh, there's this fucking awful scene underwater where Godzilla fights like three submarines. Um, and is the the CGI is so fucking awful in this in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, Godzilla's move in this movie is like to to let heat seeking explosive like missiles, torpedoes, whatever follow him, and then he will either dodge them or like lead them into enemy ships yeah. and like he'll dodge so that they they take themselves out essentially yeah it's it's um he, he does he does it like at least three or four yeah, times it's very like it would be great if it had like the benny hill soundtrack it mm. just it yep. should be a comedy this movie should just be a comedy of this bumbling godzilla just like falling down and like because godzilla babies when they fall down with the balls later when they when they oh <laughs> the gumballs like <laughs> that oh god i so when they find the nest, of course the 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 red tape bureaucratic dipshits in the army don't believe uh, Matthew Broderick when he's like, "Oh, we got to find the nest." And um, Audrey, his girlfriend, who's a struggling news reporter, just just a gal trying to make her way yeah. in the city, like like steals his confidential information, leaks it to the press because she wants to get big in the press, but then her dipshit. Me too, boss. Oh yeah, Harry Shearer. Yeah, <laughs> steal. Yeah, steals the steals the credit. And so when they find out that, when the army finds out that it was from Nick's tent, they get rid of him. But then John Reno is like, "Okay, I believe you. Come with me and my French badass team yeah. and John Luke apparently." And they go to destroy the nest in Madison Square yeah, Garden. Yeah. And they, and we should say that John Reno and his French uh, commandos are their French Secret Service because you know it's France's fault so they have to cover their tracks. He he mm-hmm. pretends to be like an insurance guy at first but then he's he's obviously a, a secret service guy. Um and Godzilla also before they get to Madison Square Garden is supposedly killed by the submarines underwater. Um, right. We get this awful right. scene of like a dead Godzilla tumbling through the water. 
um which is kind of harkens back to the original godzilla like the original godzilla dies in the water as well with the oxygen destroyer missile hell yes um but that's cool and awesome and like he becomes a skeleton and it's all and it's like oh yeah you're very dead uh, in this moment yep. but this one it's like yep. well we didn't really see this thing die so we know it's coming back at some point um and it's also like the movie you're you're, you're primed to not believe that it's over oh like yeah just any any idiot american audience member would like oh the movie doesn't feel over yeah. so he's obviously and plus it has like another 45 minutes left and it's a fucking long movie it's like a two and a half yeah. hour movie for some reason this movie is longer than it's i thought ridiculous. um and um what are some other bullshit okay so i, I mentioned that there's like a mini simpsons reunion yes. in this movie so uh harry shearer um skinner yeah he principal seymour skinner um he plays uh matthew broderick girlfriend audrey's boss yeah um, the new news anchor. He's kind of like a Ken Jennings type, mm-hmm. like whatever. But um, and he's like a stick in the mud. Like he won't promote her. She's been doing like intern work for three years. She's like still trying to make it. Um, he, I guess he he's the antagonist for her. For her, yeah. That that that's his role. But Other like than that, we spent a lot of time. Yeah, with fairly him useless for, like, character. <laughs> he he's such a useless character, and he gets like a lot of like reaction shots. And actually. I will say that is something Roland Emmerich does well. I think, um, I think he in these big, insane, like disaster movies he makes, he integrates all of the tertiary and secondary yeah. ca- and like characters. Like they're all plugged into seeing the disaster happen from their point of view. Um, so he he like juggles a big cast of characters well. I I, I think he does that competently. Mm-hmm. Like Independence Day, there 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 there's a ridiculous number of named characters in Independence yeah. Day. But, like, he, he handles all of them well. And, like, they all react and they all have, like, things to do. Mm. But another Simpsons um, uh, character, actor, yes. uh, Hank Azaria, oh, he's the God. much better, hey. um, <laughs> he's like, you know, secondary character who has a, you know, his own arc and, like, has a lot of great reaction shots and actually advances the plot a little bit here and there. He plays a cameraman. He's, like, he's likable, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, much more likable than Harry Shearer's Oh character. yeah, um, he plays uh, Animal. Animal is his name. <laughs> the uh, Italian American stereotype. Uh, his wife calls uh, him a wop at one point, and I thought oh, that was yes, great. You uh, crazy, you crazy wop or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just a cameraman. I try to get a shot at Godzilla. <laughs> but he's great, and like that character, keep him in. You know, like if you're re-editing yeah. this movie, get rid of Harry Shear, keep Animal, get rid of Animal's wife. Even like doesn't she doesn't really do anything in this movie? Don't know why she's there. She just tells like Audrey to like get like Moxie basically. <laughs> and the the final Simpsons person is uh, Nancy Cartwright has a has a cameo, uh, the voice of Bart Simpson, and a few if one or two other characters I think, but most prominently Bart. Um, it's it's literally a cameo. She she's a secretary in the newsroom. Yep. And um, Harry Shearer is like yelling at someone on the cell phone, and Godzilla walks by the window, and you, and Nancy Cart. It's like she does like the. She, no one can see what I'm doing here. I'm, I'm doing the expression <laughs> yeah, to Lewis. I get it, on our folks. Video it's it's the expression you would do if you saw Godzilla by your window. Nancy Cartwright is like shocked and pointing out the window, and Harry Shearer turns around. But of course, Godzilla had just disappeared when he turns yeah. around. He's like, "Why? What? what are you talking yeah. about?" And then when he turns back towards her again, I, the tail comes up, and we see yes, the tail, but yes, he doesn't see perfectly. The tail. Yeah. Perfectly timed. Uh, I do think it's. I did think it was hilarious as a kid that on the TV in that room, when that's going on, there's uh, Barney the Purple Dinosaur. Nice. Okay, that's good. 
That's good placement. That's some Joe Dante shit right there. That's what Joe Dante would do. That's what he does in The Howling. Like, everything in the background Mm. is, like, wolf-related. Everything on TV is, like, a Looney Tunes wolf thing or, like, a a dog food commercial. Yeah. And Piranha. He does that as well. Another childhood thing. uh, This is Mandela effect on my part because the line is never actually said in the movie, but I I was waiting for it. It's when Godzilla almost steps on Animal, and Animal gets, like, the first confirmed footage of Godzilla. Um, and he brings it back to the news station, and everyone's cheering for him because he survived the encounter. And I could have sworn as a kid, this is this is such such a stupid, idiosyncratic like, why the hell did I latch onto this? But like, I remember someone in the background going, "Way to go, animal!" <laughs> like saying it in that funny, affected like bit actor cadence. Damn! But no one ever says that. So like I created that in my mind. Did you slow the film down? Did you like rewind it several times to I re- try I to figure it out? Times, yes. If only you had some editing software, you could take the tracks out. You can take, you know, okay, let's take this track of dialogue. You get the original negative and everything. All right. Okay. One guy does say it. Well, one guy. Yeah, say where to go in. It's a Pruder film. The, boy, the, the animal film of Godzilla is my Zapruder film. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, uh the rest of this movie's bullshit. Um the mm. the the baby Godzillas they hatch and there's like hundreds of them in Madison Square Garden. They have to get out of there and then we have uh a Benny Hill uh Jurassic Park Velociraptor sequence. Um Matthew Broderick as you said, he 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 tips over, he he breaks open a vending machine full of gumballs. Yeah. And they and they trip the Godzilla. And it's funny because like he look, he like stops to look at them falling. I hated I did, that. I as don't a kid. understand I that. I hated that because he he tips over a a container of like basketballs because yeah. they're in Madison Square Garden and, and also some gumballs. Of, um, of and I liked that as yeah. a kid because he was he was like oh he's getting like the the big balls and the little balls like he he's he's doing like mixed tactics like he's thinking about oh my like God. the, the, the slip. I, I thought I'm about sure that. As, I love that. <laughs> I appreciate that as a kid. But then he ruins it because he runs to the stairs and he turns around and he, he watches yeah. them trip and one of them gets back yep. up and is about to come after him, but then it trips yep. again for yeah. no reason. I was wondering if, because I couldn't remember what happened in the movie. Um, I don't have the memory you do. I was like, this is this is a new movie to me. I've never seen this one, even though I saw it a billion times as a child. Uh, I was like, does he use, does he like tell the military to use giant balls on Godzilla later? Like, why are they <laughs> focusing on this? This is such a strange thing for him to stop and look back on. Um, but no, there there is. But I did find out there's a screenwriting use for his delay there because the surviving, mem- the surviving members of the group, they run into the lobby of Madison Square Garden and there's like a shit ton of baby Godzilla's right. there. And then he runs up. He's like, I think I lost them. I think I lost them. And then they're like, shh. And he's just like, oh, oh shit, when he sees them. So like that, 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 that delay of his set up that reaction beat right. for that to happen there. But that reaction but beat like, like, such isn't a, good or interesting. Like why yeah, even do yeah, it? it <laughs> It's not worth right. it for the, for this scene that we have officially examined more than anyone in the history of humanity <laughs> has ever talked about it. Even when they get to the lobby and it's like you see a lobby full of Godzillas, it's like, of course it's going to be full. Like we've seen a thousand shots already of a billion baby Godzillas. Like it's not surprising when you see this lobby full of like what is probably 200 baby Godzillas. They've already said it's you can't even count how many eggs there are. So it's like no shit. 
Um, and then, like, how are they going to get out of there? It's like, obviously, they're just going to get out of there somehow. They just, they, they do. Yeah. Like, John Reno shoots well, a fucking chandelier, and then they just run. Wow. Yeah, they, the chandeliers smash into the ground, and they, they create a path through the chandeliers. Yeah. It's very video gamey. It's, like, very, like, platform video game kind of-esque. Um, oh, my God. Something else that has bugged me since I was eight years old. Damn. Actually, nine, nine years old. Um, before the Madison Square Garden sequence, before the, the submarine fight scene, Godzilla fights a couple of helicopters. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. There are three helicopters chasing ah, him. I know, in the first I know scene. what you're, yep, I know your qualm is. You know yep. what I'm going to say. There are three Echo helicopters. Echo one, two, and four. Uh, Echo, <laughs> Echo Flight, Echo Squadron, whatever. <laughs> one, two, and four. They, they say yep. one, they say yep. two, they say four. Why the fuck... Is it four, <laughs> it's not ridiculous. three? Because they, they want you to think, oh, Echo 3 is out there. I don't know. When I was a kid, one of the Godzilla toys I had was Godzilla versus a helicopter. And I'm like, this is Echo, this is Echo 3. three. He survived. <laughs> and he's he's avenging <laughs> Echoes 1, 2, and 4. You ever hear that idea <laughs> for like a, for like a senior prank where you'd, you'd get like three pigs and then you'd paint yeah. them yeah. 1, 2, and 4? Maybe... Emmerich is like this insane Machiavellian genius, and he did that on purpose so it would stick in people's minds. Probably, I don't know, but it's it. Hey, we're talking about Echo, it. So Echo Three, Echo Three. If you're out there, <laughs> it's such a shameless ripoff of Star Wars too, because they're like, right, they're flying through mm. the the canyons and everything. And and I thought that it was a ripoff of Star Wars as a kid. Also, the fact that it was Echo Flight, which is like Echo Base right. from from yeah. Empire Strikes it's, Back. It's just an incredibly derivative film. So yeah, yeah, they just and it's kind of it's kind of crazy this movie how they kill Godzilla like they just fucking blast him a shit ton with missiles. Yes. So I guess like just going back just a, a minute. So to they they escape from Madison Square Garden, they steal a cab because Godzilla. Oh yeah, Godzilla is alive, is alive. And, and and sees it's dead young and starts chasing them out of revenge. And they're they're zooming through the streets of New York City in a cab, and they they coordinate with the military and they drive over. Brooklyn Bridge, mm-hmm. and Godzilla chasing them. Of course, Godzilla gets caught in the uh, in the suspension cables of Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, and and that's how that gives him a clear enough shot for them to just pummel Godzilla with yeah. missiles. And then and then this is a thing like that where they tried to have some sympathy for Godzilla, right? So one when Godzilla yep. like nudges its young, its dead young with its nose, and you're like, oh, it's sad. And then when it's like dying on the Brooklyn Bridge, and Matthew Broderick like looks at it and it's kind of just like grunting and panting and like you're looking into its eyes but it's like who fucking cares so unearned unearned here guys like you've never tried to like humanize or make us sympathize with this thing until these last two seconds of this fucking movie they try it briefly when matthew broderick first meets it and takes pictures this this fucking movie matthew broderick buys a disposable camera from from he, he he goes to a convenience store yes like a bodega yes he buys a, a, a disposable camera and he, he takes he takes fucking disposable kodak camera pictures of yeah, godzilla it's incredible and then like nothing ever happens with that right like we never see him develop them like no it, th- that was so they could set up like oh our our, our scientist main characters like having a one-on-one yeah. like touching moment with like this this majestic He's doing some science pictures. folks taking pictures <laughs> taking taking Oh, and he does some science oh, yeah, too yeah. when he buys like 
10 pregnancy tests yep. and, and pours Godzilla pee into them to yeah. figure out if, <laughs> figure out if Godzilla's like, pregnant. Asexual reproduction, that's how I was able to do that. And then they they give some bullshit line like, oh, well, it's obviously not con- confirmed, but like it, the, these tests look for the same hormones. Right. How, yeah, how would you know that? How, how do you, how yeah, do you know that? Off. How do you, fuck off. Did, did Roland Emmerich <laughs> tell you that? <laughs> um, and we haven't talked about the best character in the movie. Uh, Mayor Ebert. We did talk about Animal. Oh my uh, God! <laughs> How did I forget? <laughs> Infamously, the mayor, the the buffoonish, villainous, incompetent mayor yeah. is named yep. Mayor Ebert. Mayor Ebert. He does thumbs up sign. He, he does thumbs up. Um, he he he's morbidly obese. He's always chomping on candy. Yep. Um, he he browbeats and and yells at everyone around him. He has a a brown nosing toady named yep. Gene. Incredible, folks. I mean, there's that, and then there's the Siski Bert monster in Willow. It's really like just yes. one two amazing. punch giving it to these these guys. Um, I do. I th- I think Ebert had a good reaction. Like fuck him, we hate him, but like he had a good reaction here. Um, when when he saw this movie and he reviewed it, he hated it, and he was like, oh. And of course, they named the character after me. He's like, I, I just wish that I, got, I, I got a, like you put me. He said like, Emmerich hates me and named one of his stupid villains after me and puts me in a Godzilla movie. And he doesn't have the gut. He doesn't have the Godzilla eat me. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, at least, at least give me a cool yeah, death. That's like, true. He should have yeah that, that, eaten him on like the toilet, just like the character, the lawyer from uh, yeah, yes. Jurassic Park. If they're oh, just gonna okay. keep Gennaro, ripping yeah. off better movies, they might as well keep going. Um, but yeah, it's just like step on him or some step on his car yeah, or some shit. It, it's funny. It's fine. It's you know, he Michael Lerner is great. Uh, even the guy who plays his assistant mm. Gene is great. Like they. Yep. some funny lines and it's his re-election campaign so there's you know a bunch of like he does some nefarious stuff and uh all of all of the actors except for broderick and and audrey who replace her like they're they're all good yeah. like they're all f- they all do a yeah. good job it's just, it's just shit mm-hmm. writing yeah definitely um what's interesting about this movie uh watching it during a pandemic is that they have to evacuate yes. New York. And there's at one point when Godzilla is uh, supposedly dead, uh, everybody's like trying to get back into New York. And it's kind of just like the, you know, the anti-lockdown people. COVID. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. this is interesting. And even like there's the, the like chamber of commerce people who, who try to lobby the mayor who meet yeah, with Mary Ebert. Mary Ebert. Yeah. Like, you have to open things back up. We have to be open during this evacuation. <laughs> Say what you will about Emmerich, and, and he, he's he's kind of I think he's like the definition of like a journeyman director. Yeah. Like he it just work for hire. Like he'll 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 work hard. He'll he'll do what you expect him to do, and like he'll put out he'll put out X Y Z when you ask for X Y Z. Um, but like he he's good at doing scope. I think I think so. And and like and like, kind of like getting a sense of like the the broader so like sociological and like economic and like cultural um like ripples of of a major disaster like 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 that's his wheelhouse he's very Mm -hmm. good at that yeah i mean um obviously we see that independence day i think it's done pretty well here you know the 
the way the mayor's office and the governor and the military and military scientists and so on and so forth interact with each other. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting and it'd be more interesting in a better movie, of course. Um, it's partially his fault because he did, you know, co-write the screenplay. Um, but he like directs it well. Like he is a good director. He's very talented. Yes. Yes. And, and I tweeted this last night, like he, he's very good at shooting, um, kind of big set pieces like like not necessarily like set pieces where something happens although although he's he's decent at that too but just like like the lead up yeah. to an event mm-hmm. like you have people running around like you have like dozens if not like hundreds of extras just like running around and they all look like they're doing something like you have military equipment like flying around and being hauled everywhere and just like lots of things happening like lots of dynamic motion going on um foreground midground background and it, it feels cohesive so like and, and and I contrast that with something like King of the Monsters, which looks like a fucking video game. Oh yeah, very video game um, heavy vibes. And, and there's no sense, there's no sense that any of the shit that's happening like is happening in the real world because it it feels like a an empty video game like. And it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is the same thing. No, I mean like especially yeah. the beginning when he first comes when Godzilla first comes to New York and he's like at the fish market. You know that's really well shot scene yes um and very chaotic and uh just really like just real you know like it feels real um yeah i mean as much as i hate this movie like if you just like cut it down to the disaster you know aspect it's it'd be pretty fun to watch you could cut this movie down to a tight 20 minutes (laughs) yes and it would be fun yeah It would not be good. It would not be, you know, it's not as impactful or like, you know, um, culturally relevant as the original Godzilla by any means. Um, But it's it's a fun movie that's about a dinosaur that just happens to be called Godzilla in this. You know, I think they call they used to call the so I think the Toho Studios called this version Zilla, but also they would call it Gino Godzilla in name only. Gino Zilla. Yeah, Gino Zilla. Hey. Hey, that, that's an Italian. I'm stumped in, in, in New York. Yeah. Hey, Gino Zilla. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, no, this yeah, movie's dog shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Yeah, and like, I wasn't into the cartoon series that much as a kid. I, I, I kind of oh, yeah. moved on to other things, but like. There's a stinger at the end. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the eggs survives, obviously. Yep. And the egg in the cartoon, that's what grows up to be Godzilla in the cartoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we launch into... Oh, God, yes, the P. Diddy a song. Cover, P. Diddy's cover of my favorite Led Zeppelin song, Cashmere, which is... It, it's truly something. Yeah. It, it's like... Th- that's the 90s kind of distilled it is um, one of the first Ze- led zeppelin songs uh to be sampled if yep. not the first one uh jimmy page actually not only do they sample but jimmy page actually played like guitar for this track he probably needed some residual royalties I guess so. uh, to get out from raping teenagers yay uh, probably <laughs> fuck you jimmy page yeah, fuck you, Jimmy. Uh, but also, um, fuck you, Led Zeppelin. Not that good. Uh, but uh, uh, I mean, no, they they they're good. But I don't. Who cares? They fuck music. Yeah, <laughs> I, they reference Tolkien. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Uh, yeah, the song is yeah. called "Come with Me," 
and it makes no goddamn sense. Like you listen to this song spelled C U M. No, it's it's C O M E. <laughs> but like it just you listen to this song and they're like this song has nothing to do with Godzilla at all. Like it's a good it's a good song. It's just like don't they sample the Godzilla roars in it? Do yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Um there's you know so there's a few contenders for what I will use as the outro song for this episode. There's obviously the P Diddy song, which is probably the most relevant because yep. it's made for the Celeste, are you stop? That that's staying in the episode. Yeah, probably. Uh, Celeste is uh, she's recreating scenes from the movie Godzilla. She's stomping around. You should make a Lego city for her to destroy. I should. Uh, yeah, uh, especially after her, all the bricks I got from my parents' house before this uh, pandemic. <laughs> get her hopped up on catnip and just like put her in a small room in your house and just video, like tape it. What do you think about that, Celeste? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Celeste, get out of here. Okay, she. I think she stopped for now. Okay. She, she's playing with a mouse toy. Um, this is, there's the P. Diddy song. There's Blue Oyster come, Cult come Godzilla, me. of course. Yep. Hey, will you stop? the Hanna-Barbera theme song with Godzuki. Up from the depths, 30 stories high, breathing fire, his hand in the sky, Godzilla, 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 and Godzuki. That's kind of it, really. Yeah. Um, maybe we could do like a medley, just like s- flip through all three of them <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so, workers of note. Uh, oh, God. I put down Patrick Tatopoulos. Tatopoulos? Tatopoulos? Yeah, so Patrick Tatopoulos is uh a production designer and just like character designer uh, he's worked on a ton of movies uh, but for this film he designed the new godzilla design and he was the he's credited as the godzilla designer and supervisor so i loved this character design as a kid um i liked it in the movie as a kid as an adult i think it looks like shit in the movie but if you look at like yeah. the original maquettes so the little statues that you know designers and sculptors make for um you know pre-production um it looks cool like it's a it's a cool design um and i get what they were going for you know this more like dinosaur looking creature uh but still otherworldly 
Um, I just, I wish like they focused more on like the spines in the movie. Like the spines yeah. are so cool and they're blue in a lot of the original concept design. And there's like nothing at all like no, that in the movie. No, it, I agree with you. I, I like the idea of kind of like a more like sleek T-Rex like Godzilla. Uh, it it looks cool in the in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, it, it's cool because he kind of like slithers up and around like a, a building yes. at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's cool. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really work. Also, he doesn't breathe atomic fire no. at any point. They get around it. They they do this bullshit. Yes. Like, yes. How do we do it more realistic? Like he he roars and he blows a ruptured gas yep. main, which happens to catch on fire fucking from existing stupid. fires. So fucking stupid. So I was pissed when I saw that Such bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate that shit so much. Oh, also, um, while we're on design and stuff, uh, the Independence Day alien toy is seen... Um, when they're in Madison Square Garden and they're broadcasting from like that private box. Oh, yep. Okay. Uh, there's a little toy just randomly placed on top of one of the computer nice. monitors. It's like just Emmerich just jerking stuff <laughs> off. Basically. That kind of shit in movies is fun though. Like, I don't know. Referencing no, no, yeah, old it, stuff it, with like the merchandise of your old films. Like, it's fun. I know Michael Bay, one of his more infamous ones is he has a bad boys two poster in transformers two nice yeah yeah i, I remember this insane <laughs> I don't know. What, am I, what am i doing with my life <laughs> closing thoughts because uh, that's um i guess who would you recommend this film to broke like kaiju fans yeah obviously if, if only to see how much better your your preferred <laughs> movies do it yes Very and like true. we said the, the godzilla design isn't bad it's just the the execution is severely lacking. Yeah. Mm. Um. I think the most grievous example is when <laughs> Godzilla jumps into the water, and there's a little splash, and like the splash is not as big as it should have oh, been yeah. for something of that mm-hmm. size. That that always bugged me too as a kid. That whole scene, just like the beginning to end of the underwater scene, is just awful. Yeah. Um. So our woke recommendation, and I feel like I've done this already. So uh, Labor Giant, let me know because you're the only person who's probably listened to every episode. But I feel like I've used this game as one of our recommendations before. So fans of the Incognito Entertainment 2003 masterpiece video game War of the Monsters, uh, this is for you, folks. Um, great game uh, uses uh, you know kaiju kind of archetypes uh, mostly from like the 50s and 60s and you just like you fight it out with other kaijus uh, in these pretty big arenas uh, it's a better version than any of the Godzilla games I think um, you're like smaller so you can climb buildings and jump around and uh, throw you know rebar and then that, and that can like impale you it's a fun game uh you if you have a ps4 you can get it for ten dollars actually they remastered it or well they just That's ported deal. it they didn't they didn't update yeah, sure. any of the graphics <laughs> um i i will c- correct you here it, it's not kaijus the plural of kaijus would be kaiju just like any oh, japanese word. okay you wouldn't cool add, add the s wow. yeah. thanks we um 
but yeah that game is fun uh we played that back when you lived in boston yeah. a couple times quite a few times yeah when i had my ps2 uh, it, it, which is what it, it came out for originally it kind of sucks that there's no good kaiju games uh video games um and that's something actually i've seen a couple tweets to that effect fairly recently just people like why the hell isn't there a good kaiju video game yeah it's strange i mean it's just like i don't know we have and the like technology. specifically godzilla video yeah. game right yeah i had one around uh, it's like 2005 2006 for gamecube and it sucked yep it was just not good Oh well, whatever. Um, bespoke recommendation. Uh, if you're looking for a reason to cancel Matthew Broderick, he uh, he, he killed two women in 1987, and he got he got away with it. So. Yeah, yep. This is wild. So the the brother of the of the victims, mm-hmm. the it was it was it was a woman and her mother, uh, and the brother is named Martin Doherty, which is close to Michael yeah. Doherty. Who directed King of the Monsters? <laughs> in February 2012, when Broderick was featured in a multi-million-dollar Honda commercial aired during the Super Bowl, Doherty said the meeting had not taken. Doherty said that he had never met with 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 Matthew Broderick, and that Broderick wasn't the greatest choice of drivers, knowing his past. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a crazy story. It's um. It's crazy that he got off Scott Free, but yeah, you know Hollywood money, all that stuff. So, yeah, and I mean, God, this one's tough because like, I I really do like Independence Day, and I think that has probably aged the best out of like this kind of movie. But like, just don't 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 really don't watch this, don't watch Godzilla, folks. Yeah, it's bad. no, it's bad. I'm glad we got it out of the way because I mean, yeah, we had to do this movie eventually. Uh, I just thought it'd be better. Like once I saw that it was yeah. two hours and eighteen minutes, I was like, "Oh, this movie's gonna suck." <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, honestly, when we were first kind of like workshopping the ideas for this podcast, th- this is like one of the biggest examples I had in yeah. mind. No, for sure. But like, like, like it. Like we were saying at the beginning, like it, it hits every requirement that we have, like spotlessly. Um, it. it to the best of my knowledge, like before last night, like I, I would have said, "Oh, it's probably fine. It's probably fun. Yeah. It's like it probably holds up like in a shitty." That's what way. I thought. Um, but just no, no it, it sucks. If nothing else, this whole long ridiculous thing we've been doing for year and a half at this point, it has taught me that Godzilla 1998 is a bad movie. Yeah. We. Made this podcast so we can warn you: do not watch this. I won't even tell you what streaming service it's on. You don't find don't find out. Don't fuck around. Yep. Don't find out. <laughs> if you care enough to actually watch it, you will go look it up. Which is why I know that nobody listening to this will actually look it up and yeah. watch it. Labor giant, don't do it. Don't do it as a bit. Whatever you do, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Godzilla in 1998. Um, I will say, I'll plug it again. Listen to our previous episode, uh, 79, when we interview director Witch Chaos. Yes. Uh, great. Probably one the best episode we've ever done, yeah. in my opinion. Really cool dude. Um, really interesting insights to his film, Blister X vs. Ever, and Hollywood in general, and then what he's been doing now. And his, his, just his whole life. Yeah, his whole basically. life, and, and, and you know distribution models what they look like now for the kind of small films he makes um just yeah really interesting conversation really good guy 
uh follow him on instagram uh he's he's active on instagram yeah. uh he just like posts uh videos and, and photos of like his kid uh he's a, a cute little son <laughs> yeah his his family is adorable yeah. he's, he's he's a great guy he and I, I I sincerely did like um, his movie One Night in Bangkok. Everyone should uh, go out rent that. Yeah, uh, I'm not buy sure it, if it's out it yet. Streaming services. Um, the trailer came out, but it might be out like later this summer. I'm not really sure, but um, look it up. You know, it's yeah, it's streaming it's, services only, video on demand stuff, so mm-hmm. you can find it. So yeah, um, and last thing I will plug is all of our social media uh, stuff here. Um, we do have a Patreon um patreon.com slash pro underscore con pro underscore con uh find us on twitter twitter.com slash proletarian c uh facebook proletarian contrarian but fuck facebook <laughs> um and instagram uh it's proletarian dot contrarian uh no spaces um, but yeah i'm sure if you just on any of these sites you can just search for us you'll you'll find yeah it. i think if you just search only, proletarian contrarian we're the only proletarian yeah, contrarian we come up uh, you can listen to this podcast uh, where podcasts are found and do the same thing. Just look up Proletarian Contrarian. But you're probably already, you already know that. You know how to find us because you're listening to us. <laughs> oh yeah, folks. Uh, thanks for bearing with us through this. I'm trying desperately to think of a pun. Th- this monstrous movie <laughs> that we just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, let's go with that. See you next time, folks. Bye, folks. <laughs>